What's going on, Sabres fans? Welcome to episode three of the Sabres Spotlight Podcast. Back with your hosts, Matt and Ryan. Ryan, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Excited to be talking with you. And we're already on episode three, man. I can't believe it. Yeah, episode three is crazy. The time's going fast. And we are just about eight days away from Sabres hockey officially starting here. And we'll get into that in a little bit more. But we'll go, uh, let's do a little bit of introductions here first. What's uh, what's going on? What's new? What have you been up to, Ryan? Dude, not going to lie. Absolutely nothing since last week. I feel like I'm just here, just living, just ready to talk some hockey. Just sweating your ass off at work. Oh, my God, yeah. If you guys don't know, obviously, but I'm a mail carrier in the city of Buffalo here. And the weather feels like mid-July. And it sucks. It, I would rather work in the snow. Yeah, dude, it sucks, and I'm like, I'm like always cold because I'm like I have like no no muscle tone, but also no fat. Yeah, so like, skinny boy. <laughs> so like, I don't like stay warm, but and so I'm 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 always cold, but I've been like I've been sweating it this week, but luckily I work inside. But no, I'm and myself, I mean, I haven't been up to to too much. Uh, really, just kind of kind of hanging low, and uh, we went to oh, we went to Pumpkinville last weekend that was fun that's cute i don't know if you've ever been out there but that's in like ellicottville so we went there and spent a day there my wife actually went to the preseason game uh against columbus so that was kind of cool that was the 4-3 comeback win uh so she had a fun time there and uh yeah other than that just kind of waiting out the rest of the the time here until we get some sabers hockey rolling um which will be next week so really excited for that dude i'm i'm so excited man i i know i say this every week but when we record next Wednesday, that's going to be one more sleep until puck drop. Dude, I know. We're getting so close. And I, you know what? I guess we didn't have this in the in the script here, but I feel like we should probably get quick Bills talking, right? Oh, oh Riding high yeah. off this Bills win. <laughs> and I will. I mean, we aired it out last episode, but, you know, with me being a little anti-Dorsey and, well, definitely anti-Dorsey and, and you being – you know, on his side somewhat, but uh, I guess I can't complain with what we saw on Sunday. So that was a that was a nice win for the yeah, boys. What a great game, man! There's no worse fans in the NFL than Miami Dolphins fans. Just talking all kinds of junk on Twitter all week. Just oh, I I can I. It was amazing to watch the Bills just just shove it right up their ass. Yeah, the best part about that is. I don't think we play them until last week, right? No, Very yeah, last week game. 18. Yeah, so like having to sit on a loss all year would just been like brutal. Now, now they get to sit on that, so yeah, excellent. I mean, so that's fantastic. I, you see everyone, you see all their fans crying on Twitter. It's it's hilarious. But anyway, so a big big win for the Bills, 48 to 20. You felt pretty comfortable all game, and we got some coffee football coming up this yep, weekend. So hopefully the, the Jags can can get a win over there in London. The Jags. Or the or the Bills? No, not the Jags. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man. man, it's it's too late. It's too late. Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna push through late. this. We're but recording super late tonight. No, not the Jags. The Jags. Didn't, we didn't play them last year, did we? No, but, but we I had still that shit show they, against them two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. So no, we don't want to put that and energy. They're out in their there. second home. I feel like London is their second home. So it's kind of. I feel like their players are gonna want to come back to their families. Like I mean, they've been over there for two weeks now. So. Oh, that's right. If, I forgot about that. If we start. If we go up quick 14 zip i i think it might get ugly yeah we'll see hopefully we can get out to a big start we don't want to lay another dud against them i feel like i'm still a little traumatized from that game a couple years ago <laughs> but bills are playing good bills are rolling uh let's get into the sabers talk here though yes, sir. so we've had a couple preseason games since we last spoke and we, we won't touch on these too much but we had a 3-1 loss to pittsburgh 
not not too much going on in that game. Uh, we had a Tage goal, which was nice oh, to see. Classic Tage goal. Classic. Just picks the puck up in the middle of the ice, bursts of speed, dekes out the goalie, literally stuffs the puck in with his full stick in the net. Just like you'd see Tage do. I, I feel like he only scores nasty goals. Oh, he scores sweet goals. And I don't know why there's this part of me that's like, even though I saw Tage do it last year and just like totally broke out, I feel like there's still this part of me that's like, is it real though? Like, can we have know, this guy? I know, Especially with the contract kicking in this year. Like, I get last year he had his huge breakout season, but he was on a $1.4 million deal last year. This is his big $7.1 million deal this year. I mean, those paychecks are going to be looking sick, but he's got to perform. Yeah, so it it was nice to see that because I was like, okay, well, you know what? This guy's not going to – he's not going to take a step back. He's going to do what he does. Uh, he he had a great – like it was like a backhand, a forehand move real quick. And I was just like, yeah, this guy's going to be totally fine. Uh, Comrie was in net, gave up the, the three goals, but uh, – or he only, he only gave up two. two. He had the two, yeah. first two periods. Uh, he gave one. 3-1 loss. Yeah. Two, maybe. I don't even know. I don't no, no, three, It's late. It's yeah, late. Yeah, yeah, no, three goals. Three goals. Uh, but I don't. I can't remember who got the third period. I know he got the first two. But 27 to 29, 931 save percentage. Thought he looked pretty solid there in that. And he's been pretty steady throughout these first you know, couple appearances that he's had. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with with backup, uh, with goalie number two, because UPL is playing tonight, and from what I'm hearing, uh, against the, the second game against Columbus, and it's not, not good so far. Listen, I'm a noted UPL hater. I can't stand him, but I'm going to give him a chance if he does make the team. But I I would rather have Eric Comrie here, and I just don't want them to carry three goalies again, man. I, I That spot should be reserved for another skater. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I feel like right now Comrie's the lead. It looks like I just got an update here, so score did just go final a few mm. minutes ago. So 5-3 loss tonight to Columbus, but another goal from Benson. So Benson gets on this the score sheet again tonight. Uh, again, this is uh, October 4th, so we're recording this on Wednesday night. Uh, so Benson gets on, and then there was uh, – who were the other goals? We had a, a power goal and then a Gergensen's goal. Yeah, all Gergensen's so. snipe. It was sick. Yeah, so nice. They, they came back. They were, I believe they were down 3-0, came back to tie it up, and then it looks like they this last one I'm assuming was probably an empty netter. But yeah. um, either way, you know, sounds like it might have been a shaky performance from UPL. But The game your wife went to was pretty fun, the 4-3 win also against Columbus a couple days ago. Yep, so two goals from Skinner. Uh, we had the game winner from uh, Benson in overtime there. Yoki Haru got a goal. And Yoki Haru, I, I, I got to I gotta admit, like, he has looked fine, you know. Like he he's shooting more. I definitely have noticed him being, and I know it's preseason, so you're you're not playing against, you know, the the top guys at all the time at all times out there. But he, you can still see tendencies, and I feel like I've when I've watched him out there, he's definitely been more aggressive, looking for his shot from the point. And so if he's gonna be looking doing that, I don't think he's got a bad shot. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> talking about preseason, man, I feel like I'm so sick of preseason. There's too many games. And the only thing I'm really watching for right now is Zach Menzen doing cool shit and, like, cool Tage goals and if Levi plays because that, that's all I'm interested in. And staying healthy, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. I think Skinner's been great. Skinner scored a couple couple more goals. Seems like he's got some good chemistry with, with Benson there. I mean, Benson's just Benson's just looking great. So I, I think at, at this point, uh, and especially with the goal tonight, you got to think he's – He's going to be playing come yeah, next th- Thursday. He's going to get his nine games, which is exciting, man. Where were you at 18 years old? Not in the NHL. No. No, I was probably still on playgrounds, just like fucking playing with myself. But. What the fuck? 
<laughs> I definitely wasn't in the NHL, but um, uh, that was suspect. I'll give you, that was pretty suspect. Levi, so Levi gets the whole game uh, in that four-three uh, game against Columbus. There, twenty-six of twenty-nine, so around a nine hundred save percentage. Uh, I thought he had some some nice saves in the third period to really maintain the lead and close things out there. Uh, and I thought he looked thought he looked solid once again. Just watching Devin Levi play hockey, I mean. He's awesome. What a what a great what a great goaltender I think he's going to be. But uh, let's transition here. Do you want to talk about how to watch these games? Because it is ridiculous. Can you watch these games? It I don't even know. Watching preseason, like yeah, we're we're sickos. We want to watch preseason. Like come on, <laughs> that's but part of it, I guess. And then yeah. she just makes it so hard to watch preseason. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. And I'm I'm just looking up the Sabers. So it looks like they have just one more preseason game left on Friday. So they're playing the Penguins again, and that's and that'll be it until the season starts. Oh so yeah, have... and that's great because um, shout out uh, Eric here, but he's going to be competing in Chicklets Cup, which is also this weekend. And I oh, yeah, think that good. everyone that participates in Chicklets Cup this weekend gets a ticket to the Penguins game. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So that's going to be our last game there. Uh, seven o'clock and, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can watch it or not. I got a little rant that I want to go on now because what really speaking of Pittsburgh, what really prompted me thinking about this was when I was watching this game against our Pittsburgh and it was a, it was a stream. So you had to, you, we were watching their stream and it was great. Like they had, they had they were showing first of all they were showing replays which we don't get any replays on I, I, on the Sabers right. preseason ones uh, the couple that we've been able to watch uh, but also just like during the during the intermissions like it was it was it was awesome they had like QR codes that were popping up all the time like and ads like buy tickets or um, this is what's coming this year like there was just a lot of like you could just tell it was like a, a really organized like and well put together presentation and then. I believe we have only had one like home stream that we've actually been able to watch from the Sabres and literally like the intermissions, it was just like a picture of the ice and just a timer counting down <laughs> and there was nothing. I think I'm pretty sure there was ads playing, but like you weren't watching the actual ad, which is fine. Cause I don't want to watch ads anyways, but it was just, it was, it just paled in comparison to what I watched in, in that Pittsburgh stream. And I don't need anything crazy, but again, it's Sabres, you know, you want, you're trying to trying to build something here. The team's turning around, and and Buffalo is is a hockey town, and and that's reviving. So it just I was just annoyed by the availability of it, and just having to get onto my computer, and watch on my tiny tiny screen, and uh, I thought they were all going to be on MSG, and I think only one to date's even been on MSG. So it's just been a little bit frustrating throughout the whole preseason, honestly. Oh, just so sick of preseason, man. All right. Anyways, we're we're moving on from that. So first season game. Thursday the twelfth, puck drop seven uh, seven p.m. against the Rangers. That's gonna be that's a that's a nice first first game. Dude, and this is Devin Levi's what third game against the Rangers, and he's only played seven career games. Like that's absolutely crazy. Yeah, so I kind of like that because he's familiar with some of the teams uh, that or the the players he's gonna be going against. But um, next Thursday seven o'clock, uh, they have a some details came out about this. We just want to go through this real quick for people who might be attending. I know we're both going. We yeah. got. Surprise with tickets from our wives yeah. uh, oh yesterday. Inc- Shout out to them. Incredible in the group chat. They were like, we got a surprise. And I'm like, what could this be? And then here, there are a bunch of QR codes for the tickets. I'm like, oh, man, we got so lucky. It's going to be sold out, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because they're never going to listen to this and we're gassing them up right now. 
So if you guys see them, tell them that we are absolutely gassing them up. Yeah, it's definitely going to be sold out. I mean, I had at my work today, I, I talked to like five different people that were already saying they were going. So people are, there's definitely a buzz. People are ready for the season to start. Party in the Plaza was announced beginning at 4 p.m. First 5,000 fans into the uh, Party in the Plaza will get a Let's Go Buffalo rally towel. So that's kind of cool. So you'll, you'll actually get something for attending the Party in the Plaza, which is always a good time. They always have some fun things set up. Uh, it looks like they're going to be kicking off the festivities with revealing the RJ sign. Uh, so that's going to be revealed at the corner of Illinois and Perry Street. Uh, so I believe the sign's going to have uh, RJ Way on there. And then awesome. uh, this, I'm actually kind of kind of cool about this, excited about this. I don't know if they've done this previously in the past, but they got this kind of like, they're calling it the blue and gold carpet ceremony where players are essentially arriving in style. So you can watch the players kind of come into the arena. I, I don't know what this is going to look like, but I imagine that they'll kind of pull up and get out. And uh, I, all this information's on their app, by yeah. the way. That's where I pulled like all this. Like a carpet thing, like, yeah. like celebrities do. Yeah, and you can, uh, you can get... I want to say you can maybe get – it depends on the player probably, you know, but you can at least, you know, see them come in, see what they're wearing, uh, and maybe get autographs, whatnot. But that's kind of cool, especially because it's not nobody's coming to the rink anymore. We got some pretty pretty big-name guys in there, and seeing them come for that first game would be fun. So that's kind of a cool little thing that they're planning on doing. All fans in attendance that, that go to the game inside will get a, a commemorative RJ Way street sign. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and then they uh, they did drop some details about just new things in the arena and the arena at Key Bank it, it needs I mean it's no secret that it needs some updates it needs some things going on so there's there's some things that they're doing here just it seems like small things uh, at least just to kind of head in the right direction but they're gonna be doing some giveaways uh, they got a new AR mirror so fans can take like a, I think you can pick like a player that you want to take oh, like a virtual photo cool. with that's cool. Uh, they got a new Coca-Cola concession stand. looks like it's going to be outside the Lexus club. So new food beverage options. They got some opportunities there for some like wine samples and, uh, it looks like a silent auction, like bidding on some autograph memorabilia. So lots of, lots of things going on for this, this first day, uh, which is exciting. Hopefully they do a lot of stuff like that throughout the season here as well. Dude, in arena stuff, like it needs so much work. I mean, yeah, I'm, I depends on what's going on with the Bill Stadium. And I've heard that cost overrun on the Bill Stadium is going outside of what the Pagula is expected. So I don't know how quickly they'll put money into the arena. But, man, it really needs to be done. But the only thing I'm really looking forward to on Thursday, besides the game, is crushing an $18 beer and some chicken tenders. Because those, I don't know what kind of crack they put in those chicken tenders, but those are the goaded chicken tenders, bro. The chicken tenders are great. I will be... (laughs) I will be probably joining you with the chicken tenders there. Uh, I usually try and find my way towards the pizza as well. Yeah, during the shittiest that. Lenovo pizza possible. Yeah, it's just like the, the stadium pizza is not like the regular pizza. But aside from that, I know my wife's going to be getting Dippin' Dots, and I also can't wait for that. So I'll, I'll definitely <laughs> we get myself. sound like children here. Just like so, so excited about what we're going to eat eight days from now. What, but whatever it is, make sure you have your ass in the seats before the game starts because what everyone's going to want to see i don't know what it's going to detail what it's going to what it's going to actually entail but they're going to plan on doing an rj video tribute oh, little ceremony prior, prior to the game starting yeah absolutely even just talking about it now you almost get a little teary-eyed so just going to be an emotional 
an emotional day, an exciting and emotional day centered around RJ. You know, one of, if not the, you know, best just saber ever in history. A literal hockey legend. Yeah, you can't. I was talking to a, a patient of mine today. Just you, you can't. You think of RJ, and it's like he's just Buffalo hockey, yep. and it's just you know, can't can't think of a better way to start the season than honoring him and just all the years he's put in. And doors open at five, so get there, get there early, and get get a seat. And hopefully the Sabers put on a show. I'm sure they will. All, all right. right, so we'll transition here now. We got some league news that we want to get into, and oh, this one's tough for Tampa. Yeah, so so this will be this will be worked in to the show throughout the year. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll, everything that's gonna, especially things that might apply to the Sabers. Like we last week, we talked about the Patty Kane news. Yep. Things like that. So, um, yeah, um, you want to talk about yeah. Andre Vasile- Vasilevsky? Oh, tough blow for Tampa Bay here. Uh, their star goaltender, Andre Vasilevsky, um, underwent surgery to repair a lumbar disc herniation. He's going to be out for, is it three months or two months? They said two months. Two? But okay. Oh, man. Backs are tough. You never know. T- I mean, listen, I, I was tasked with breaking down the Atlantic division this week, and I kind of talk a lot of junk on Tampa because I'm – kind of not a believer and especially missing Vasilevsky I mean one of what three best goaltenders in the league I mean they got to turn to former Sabre Jonas Johansson who is not good I can't believe that they signed him as their backup and some no-name like a bunch of no-name guys they can play behind Johansson but they might be a team that'll pluck a goalie off waivers they might be a team honestly we could trade one of our two goalies to yeah, so I was just thinking UPL or something. Yeah. I mean, who knows? But they're, they're, they're definitely going to be digging for someone to start because they cannot go until you know no, late November without Vasilevsky and nothing behind him. What do you think UPL's value there would be? No, I don't even know. Probably like a sixth, like nothing. Yeah. Because a lot of these guys, like, we put development time into them, but when it looks like a guy's development is stalled, like teams are not just going to, you know, throw around a second or third round pick. Like, if we got a fourth, I'd be stoked. Yeah. But I, I think realistically it'd be like a six-round pick. Yeah, that's an interesting one because, like, Tampa's obviously competing with us, you know, in the Atlantic. And so, like, my I'm wondering, like, is it – does it hurt them more to, like, not give them UPL and, like, have them kind of go with what they have yeah. and not even worry about right. getting that six-round pick? Or would you just take the pick if they came a-knocking? Right, right. That would be something to think about. You know, I, I, I don't even know. Maybe at that point – or do you just give it, give them it, knowing that maybe UPL going there hurts <laughs> maybe them? Maybe he so. sucks. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a little coming out of the master class. Later. Yeah, there there'd be a lot of variables to, to think about oh, there. Man, but could you imagine if we did end up sending them one of our two goalies and they just go lights out for two months? Oh my god! <laughs> well, you know that would happen. We'd be you, so triggered. You absolutely know that would happen. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone that's I mean, look at um, the goalie. Uh, what's his name with Boston? Why is oh, it? Um, Blake, yeah, Omar, Omar goes. Yeah. You know and. I don't think he wanted to stay, though. I mean, we were still kind no, of... No, we offered him a, a decent enough deal, but he chose Boston, and, yeah. I mean, they set records last year, and yeah. we're the best team in hockey. Yeah. Best team ever. Best but look at all the guys that were in the Cup just from yeah, here. Yeah, dude, a ton of Sabres in last yeah. year's Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. So, it's... It, but hopefully that's... Hopefully those days are, are done, but yeah. Um, so, the yeah, Vasilevsky injury is, is very interesting. Uh, it's it's a blow to, to Tampa, and they already got some question marks going into the season. We'll get into that in a little bit but big news big news and and lower backs are they can be tough you never want to never want to mess with them but Trevor Zegras inked a three-year deal with the Ducks kind of an interesting scenario here yeah it was weird very weird you know I was 
surprised when the original reports were that the GM offered like whatever it was, three million or four million, and I was like, Zekris is way better than that. But ends up getting a, a three-year deal worth five point seven five million, twenty-three goals, sixty-five points last season for Anaheim. Uh, I find value, nice bridge deal yeah, for him. Yeah, I mean, good for him, good for the team too. Honestly, I mean, Pepper Beek's gonna play hardball with his guys. Um, and Zegris probably wasn't a candidate for an eight-year deal. I know he's he's awesome, like one of the most flashy players in the league, cover athlete. He was on the cover of NHL 23 last year. Mm-hmm. But this is a great a great deal for him because he can run this bridge and show what he's got for the next three seasons and then cash in later when he's about, what, 24-ish, 25-ish. Mm-hmm. And great deal for the Ducks, and they can they don't have to commit. So. Yeah. yeah, and there was talks about him coming here. Yeah, a like, little bit, like a to... little bit of trade rumor. Um Renaud Lavaux of uh, TSN, or I don't think he's in TSN. He, he reports out of Quebec, but he was saying that we were sniffing around Zegers, and I'm like, do we really need another flashy offensive player? Like, I mean, I would be stoked, but yeah. the fact that his name was in trade rumors was shocking for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like you hear Kevin Adams say, like, hey, if a good player becomes available, you're gonna you're gonna call and do your due diligence, but like. I did. I wouldn't see that being a, a fit with us. I mean, it, he's a fun and exciting, sure, great player. But I'm kind of glad he's stu- he's stuck stuck with Anaheim. They seem like they got they're heading in the right direction there. They're they're probably not going to be good this year, but they're he's a, he's an important piece to what they want to build there. So yeah. and this is this other little news we got. <laughs> Matt threw this in there because he just loves dunking on Eichel and it's hilarious. <laughs> but so Connor Connor Bedard debuted at number 48 in TSN's uh, top 50 players, which. I mean, the kid has not played a single shift in the show, but I think he's going to be sick. I'm going to. Is he him. under? I mean, that might be an underrating. I, dude, he. I think he's going to be awesome. I. I think he's going to get. We're going to. We're going to talk about some over unders next week, in uh, around the league and for the Sabers. And I'm smashing all Connor Bedard overs. Where was Eichel that year? Unranked in when his he draft was year. Unranked. Yep. <laughs> McDavid was 37, and look what he became, man. He was a stud. Just the second he, his first shift, just an animal, and that's what they're kind of. Comparing Bedard to, so yeah. that's super exciting for the league. Yeah, Connor Bedard. I mean, I, 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 I forget what I was looking at when I saw that, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm just kind of curious, like if what McDavid, you know, was ranked at, and then they had him there at 37. So I mean, and that's crazy to like be ranked at 37, yeah. like already same thing without even playing. Yeah, these kids are little literal child prodigies, man. It's crazy. Yeah, Bedard's gonna be great. I mean, Chicago, their whole season doesn't even matter as long as Bedard looks great, and I'm sure he does. Yard. He already does in preseason, so that kid's gonna be fun, electric, and I hope he does. I hope he lights it up, and I think he's going to. So yeah, but we'll probably talk about him a little bit more next week, anyways. But all right, you ready? Yes, sir. We're getting into these division breakdowns a little bit here. So we, um, if you listened to the show last week, we did the Western Conference. Yep. So broke down a couple of divisions there. Uh, it's gonna be the same kind of breakdown this week. I'll I'll start. I'll kind of lead the discussion on the Metro. Yep. We'll go through, you know, major moves, you know, final thoughts on each team, uh, give some analysis and thoughts about our playoff projections at the end. Uh, we'll start with the Metro, and then we'll get into the Atlantic and what everyone's waiting for, see where we got the Sabres. Yep, so uh, lead the way. Let's let's get going on the Metro. All right, so number one, and we're gonna, we'll do it like we did last week, right down, the, right down the line in order. Carolina Hurricanes, 113 points last season. Of course, finished in first in the division, 3.2 goals a game, 2.6 goals against. So pretty nice statistics there. That's kind of a sweet spot. I feel like that's where they are every single year. This team is just steady. 
um, plus 53 on the goal differential last year. Um, they're just kind of a pesky team. They they just pressure for 60 minutes. They're up and down the ice flying, and uh, and they get it done. They get it done. So they lost to Florida last year in the Eastern Conference Finals. Big big moves this year, signing forward Michael Bunting, three years, $13.5 million. Defense, defenseman Dmitry Orlov to a two-year, $15.5 million pair. He's probably he's likely to skate with Brent Burns' top D pair. That is a disgusting top pair. Yeah, so um, so they got some good additions there in Bunting. You know, hopefully he can add to some of their secondary scoring and whatnot. A uh, little boost, boost to the defensive core there. Resigned a couple goaltenders, Frederick Anderson, Antti Ranta, free agency. Acquired Tony D'Angelo in a trade with the Philadelphia Flyers. Extended Jordan Stahl. Extended Sebastian Ajo. That's their big guy there. Eight years, $78 million. Not a bad paycheck for Ajo there. So uh, what are your thoughts on um, Carolina here in the Metro? Man, Carolina, they're just they're, – they're kind of a wagon, but like the most robotic wagon in the league. I feel like Rod Brindamore has them playing a certain style, and they just execute. Every single game is the same. They come in waves. They like to take a lot of point shots. I mean, you got Brent Burns, one of the best shooters at the, uh, at the defense position in the league. And then all their forwards, man, they're just they're on you. Like Espasionajo, one of the best two, two-way players in the league. Tavo Teravainen. They got Marty Nachas, one of my favorite players in the league. This kid is awesome. I love watching him. Uh, and Seth Jarvis, uh, drafted in the same draft as Jack Quinn, and he was a rookie last year, and he was awesome. So they have – their team is – incredible i i feel like they're gonna go and just dominate again like they did last year and uh it's really their goal their goaltending that's kind of scary uh they have uh frederick anderson again like you said was re-signed but man he is like he's always hurt and anti ranta i don't think he's ever played a season without getting injured and they have uh peter kachekov this russian uh goalie prospect that he could start on a ton of nhl teams like he is a great player and they might carry three goalies because I believe that Kachetkov is not uh, eligible to be sent down without waivers, and that is a guy that a team like a Tampa Bay would pick up. Yeah, they're they're always consistently there. They're they're one of the teams that Buffalo always seems to struggle with. Although I think we beat them towards the end of last year when we got that we little did. run towards the end. Um, but yeah, they're just they're they're kind of in your face for for sixty minutes. Uh, that's that's really my thought. Is like. Do they do that too much? Do they burn themselves out a little bit during the year? That's a great to, point. To the point where, and and they they're consistently in the playoffs, but they haven't been able to get over the hump. So it'll be interesting to see what they do this year with these new additions. I I do like what they did, and I know they didn't have a, a ton of like cap space to work with, but I feel like they got a little bit of help. Uh, I don't know, but but that's that's kind of my final thought here. Will will they be able to get over the hump this year and? and get into the finals. Yeah, they're, they're certainly going to be a Stanley Cup contender in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, a couple, like, just gripes with them. They're, like, uh, they're like fan thingy they do. Oh, or like, yeah, like, dude, he hates the Storm Surge. Yeah, Storm hates Surge. It. Yeah, it's just so lame. It's just so lame. And, and Brendan Moore, I, like, I think Brendan Moore's cool, but, like, I feel like he, like, I'd want to punch him in the face. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Like, even as a player, he played for Philly and Carolina – was the most punchable face player in the league. Like he was an amazing player, but man, yeah, he just looks like an asshole. Yeah, I mean, but the team, the team is awesome. So he's doing something right there. Yeah, I, I, and that's it. I feel like he would be a good coach, and and clearly he gets his guys to to get up and play for him. But yeah, so, he just looks like I'd want to punch him in the face. A little bit about Brindamore. Um, he had an interview 
on Spit and Chicklets, I think it was a couple months ago, and he, when he was available to be hired by Carolina, the Sabres were also looking for a coach at the time, and that's when we hired Ralph Kruger. So he pretty much insinuated that there was a team that went in another direction, and can you imagine what it what the direction of our team would have been like if we hired Rod Brindamore as opposed to Ralph Kruger? Yeah, I remember that interview you're talking about, and it was it was almost clearly talking about the Sabres. Definitely. Because was, he kind of made a shot about how, like, they weren't doing, they yeah. weren't being successful. Yeah. And, which is kind of funny because, I mean, Kruger was obviously just an absolute, just, like, useless. We're going to talk about that clown on every single episode. Yeah. But, all right. So, Carolina, you know, moving on, like I said, should expect much of the same, but can they get over that hump this year? They'll, they'll certainly be in the mix, um, like they always are. Moving on to the big surprise team from last year, Lindy Ruff's New Jersey Devils. 112 points, 3.5 goals for, 2.75 goals against, plus 65 on the year. A somewhat of a quiet offseason. A uh, few moves made that we'll, we'll highlight here, but I think for the most part, they're planning on kind of running it back, and that might not be a bad recipe considering that they had a hell of a season. I think what the most the most improvement ever, right, between yep. two seasons. Yep. Whatever it was, like 45 points or something like that. Uh, but – Lindy's got his guys playing hard, and this uh, offseason they traded for Damon Severson for a 2023 uh, third-round pick, re-signed for Jesper Bratt to an eight-year, $63 million extension, re-signed for Eric Howla to a three-year, $9.5 million extension. They traded defenseman Riley Walsh to Boston, acquired Tyler Toffoli. That's kind of the big um, trade that they made this year. Recently, then, too. Yeah, recently with the Calgary Flames. And then re-signed Timo Meyer to that eight-year, $70.4 million extension. So Timo, of course, was their big addition last year at the trade deadline. Lots of talks about him coming to Buffalo as well last year, but Devils ended up locking him up, and now they got him locked in there for uh, a nice contract extension. So um, what do you think, Ryan? What are your thoughts here on New Jersey, what they did, and you know how they project this year? This is one of the most fun teams in the league. I mean, it, it's so cool to see Lindy coaching one of the most fun electrifying teams in the league with a superstar like Jack Hughes leading the way. Last year, I don't do you remember their first two home games when the fans were like chanting fire Lindy and then they started just ripping off wins and they started chanting sorry Lindy. Like that's incredible, man. Yeah, that's that's, that's so crazy. awesome. But this year, dude, I feel like I, I they're gonna be contenders for the Metro Division with Carolina. This team is so much fun. Firepower everywhere, depth everywhere, great defense. Um, I'm super excited to watch Luke Hughes um, in his first season with mm-hmm. them out of Michigan. And, they're, dude, Vitek Vancek is a great goalie. And Akira Schmid proved to yep. be a pretty solid backup last yep. year. That's so, not a bad one, too. No, in that, they're, they're solid. This team, Dawson Mercer had his breakout season last year. No one really expected him to come onto the scenes and, and break out like he did, but I'm pretty sure he put up 30 goals last year. This team is just so much fun to watch. They fly up and down the ice. They're a speed team. Just, just like Lindy's 06, 07 Buffalo Sabres, 05, 06 as well. Like th- that's what they remind me of is the young Saber, the the Sabres teams from you know our heyday. Yeah, there was um they were they were an interesting team to watch last year. A lot of lot of um excitement, like you said, up and down. They they play fast and Lindy lets his guys go. And what's interesting about them last year is like I feel like there was times during the season where you could tell that they were a young team and somewhat inexperienced, and they had a couple slips there. Not like a big losing streak like the Sabres had whatever it was eight last year but they had a couple slides like right before the the trade deadline or or halfway through the season I want to say and 
and if they can just if if they didn't have that, they probably would have finished number one in this division. And I just feel like they're they're going to be competing again this year. They got some playoff experience for some of these kids. Last year, won a round in the playoffs, got yeah. to the second round. So they're going to be back. They're going to be ready to compete. Compete. Tyler Toffoli, I think, is a big addition for them coming over. I mean, Jack Hughes is just insane. So you got the Hughes brothers there. This will be the year. Can he get over 100 points? New Jersey never had anybody Dude, over 100 so points. he was so close last year, and then he got hurt at the end of the year. Yep. I think he – what is he at? He at 90, he had 99. 99, yeah. yeah. He was so hurt at, at the end of the year, and he, he sat out a couple games. Well, he, no, he tried playing, and it was obvious that, like, he was not doing well. So they shut him down for until the playoffs. And how could I forget to mention Nico Heischer? This kid, man, he should have a captain, right? Yeah, he's, he's a, a captain. captain. Yeah, he is a Selkie candidate every single year. One of the best two-way forwards in the league. Former first overall, second overall actually. Nolan Patrick was in that draft. I forgot about Nolan Patrick because he's kind of a bust. But he sheer this team, man. I it's so much fun to watch. It's and great jerseys too. I don't know if you feel the same way. That logo, that Devils logo with oh, I, we're in agreement on this. I love it. Yeah. I, I love their their uniforms. Yeah, I New Jersey, I don't know. I've never been there, but like it sounds like a place maybe this is too hot, but this sounds like a place that would just be kinda lame. Like <laughs> like I don't know, like I don't know if I'm excited about to well, go to New Jersey. Because you're right next but, to New York City. So yeah. it's like you'd rather be in New York City than I guess. New Jersey. Maybe but that's maybe, it. Maybe but. partying on the Jersey Shore sounds fun though. Their jerseys are sweet though, and this team is definitely set up for success for this season, but for many years to come. They're they're in a good spot. And uh, you can tell they're they're trending in the right direction. So I would expect much of the same from New Jersey this year. This next team, I'm not so sure about. So moving on to the New York Rangers, 107 points last season. Good for third in the conference. 3.4 goals a game, 2.7 goals against. Very similar to the Devils here, plus 58 on the goal differential. They had a couple here, a couple moves here over the off season, but similar to these other two teams at the top here, somewhat of a quiet offseason overall they re-signed defenseman Keandre Miller to a two-year deal re-signed veteran or signed uh, veteran forward Blake Wheeler to just a cheap contract 800k signed Jonathan Quick to back up Igor Sturkin extended Lafreniere on a two-year contract then they got their new head coach so Peter Laviolette's in after they fired Gerard Grant last year after they that disappointing playoff exit I believe it was to the Devils last season uh, and then Taras, Tarasenko's there as well, uh, right? You know, he left. He left. Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. Tarasenko uh, left to Ottawa. So uh, he's a somewhat of a, a bigger loss, you know, for them. But new head coach. We'll see what happens with the new team. A lot of the same team is back. Uh, I feel like my final thought on them. They still. I feel like they still have a lot of firepower on offense. They got the big names there. You know, Zabanajad, Artemi Panarin. They got all these guys that can put the puck in the neck but i'm not sure about their depth is it there uh and if igor's not just on his game 100 percent of the time i don't know are they gonna are they gonna be able to to do it again what are your thoughts ryan well first of all running and in, going into the season with jonathan quick as your backup is kind of sketchy i mean like what if something does happen to uh igor like jonathan quick is just not a starting goalie capable of playing in the NHL in 2023, but the rest of their roster, it's good. Like, this is no doubt a good team. Their roster and season really relies on whether Alexi Lafreniere and Capo Caco can make the next step. Two very high picks, first overall, second overall. They have so far been incredibly mid. I, I know Lafreniere right now is struggling. Um, he can't get ice time. Caco looks like the better of the two so far. 
but they really need those two to play well in their middle in their middle six to really do any damage throughout this season. I mean, they're going to get carried in the regular season by uh, their defense by Fox, Truba, Keandre Miller, and then their high high powered studs like Panarin and Zbigniew and Kreider, like you said. But when it comes playoff time, man, they're going to need those those middle guys, those young guys, to really step up. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. This is a this is a team that I, I'm. A, it's a little bit more up in the air for me. I can see them. I don't think they have a very low floor. I think it's a safe floor, but I also don't know if their floor is also a, a playoff team. So I, I think they have a chance to to maybe miss, but they have a super high ceiling too. If a lot of these things we're talking about can come together, then. I can see them competing for you know one of these top three spots again, um, and even up there with you know Jersey and, and Carolina. So we'll we'll see what happens. But right, Shesterkin can carry you the yeah. whole season. I mean, absolute stud ball of a goalie. Yeah, I don't think he's had any injury issues no, either. Like never. He's been pretty durable. So hopefully that hopefully that stays the same this year. But we'll move on to a team that nobody wants to talk about now: the New York Islanders. Oh my god! Can we <laughs> skip the Islanders? Can we just skip this team? Ninety-three points last season. Uh, they got in over the Sabres because of a soccer goal from Hudson <laughs> Fashing. So I will forever hate them. But 3.0 goals for a game, 2.7 goals against, plus 21 uh, on the season. They signed their, their – I mean, this team, it's all about Sorokin. You know, how far is he going to take them? Another team here that's just kind of got a stud goalie. Man, I just – I really hope that's Devin Levi for, this, for the Sabres. It would be so much fun to say next year when we do our – previews that you know buffalo sabers have themselves an absolute stud in that yeah i hope so but they re-signed him to an eight-year deal uh 8.25 million aav so nice chunk of change there to sorokin uh signed a backup goalie uh varlamov to a four-year deal as well so they locked him in for the foreseeable future to be behind sorokin uh, they retained defenseman scott mayfield seven years signed pierre engvall to his seven-year deal uh, so those are kind of the main main moves for the Islanders there. A lot of the a lot of the same team coming back. My final thought here is you got Matt Barzal, who was kind of hurt last year, banged up, especially towards the end of the season when they were trying to make their playoff run. And you saw Horvat come in, but he wasn't the same player he was before the trade. So so it's one of those things where I'm like, can he can he come back or? Or if uh, Barzal comes back healthy and he's com- he's pairing that with Bo Horvat, are they? Is that enough? Is there? Are they going to play more of this boring hockey and not be able to to get into playoffs? I don't know. I have my doubts. What my doubts? What do you think? This team, man, I don't know. I they're just so boring, dude. They play the most boring style in the league. They traded for Bo, Hover- Bo Horvat from Vancouver to come in and be a scorer, but he really didn't do much. In his time there, uh, after the trade deadline, and they and they inked him to a long ass deal, worth eight point five million dollars per year. So he's really got to step up and and score again. But their their team, like you said, relies on goaltending. They play that boring style. They're gonna they're gonna swarm. They're gonna play lots of defense. And if you if you give a guy like Sroken a team that plays that style, they should just like sprinkle in a ton of two one games all year. And that's probably what their goal is. I mean, they do have some exciting players like defenseman Noah Dobson and uh, defenseman Alexander Romanov, some young kids, 23 years old, uh, both of them. But besides that, this team just really does nothing for me. I mean, like Barzal is in like the 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 like Zegers mold where he's, where he's flashy, but doesn't play a lick of defense. And I mean, on this team, that does not work out. We've seen him have a bit of a struggle 
uh, with this team and like with coaching because he just you know he's all offense all the time. But <laughs> besides him, I mean Anders Lee, their captain, is great. Brock Nelson had an excellent season last year. The rest of it though, oh woof. <laughs> this team is terrible, man. Besides that, I, I don't... I, I can't believe they got in last year, honestly. Just the fact that Hudson Fashion kicked the fucking puck into our net and knocked us out, basically, is so annoying, dude. I was interested. There was a... um. It was actually Tage. I think it was the uh, Straight Up Sabres podcast I was listening to. Great, great show if you guys haven't heard it. Uh, check them out. But um, they were mentioning... Yeah, but they were mentioning that um, like the uh, the players did a like a poll and gave their feedback on uh, rule changes. Yeah, like what what they would change. Uh, and I'm I'm pretty sure it was Tage who maybe heard this who said that they think they should be able to redirect the puck like with like, like with kicking a, and oh stuff like any anything. I don't know. And I'm like know. Tage, how can you say that? I know just after what happened last year. I'm like irony. whether you believe it or not, how can you say that? I don't even I don't think I really even agree with that because like. The players have knife feet. Like, you know, you can't really be kicking that, things. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> There's I'm, a reason that it's not or not like an – well, it shouldn't be a goal. We all know now that, you know, the NHL is going to decide it's a goal when they want to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive. I'll have to go back and listen to it. But either way, like, yeah, the Hudson fashing thing was a, was a disaster. Just so annoying. And I don't like this team at all. <laughs> The Islanders, uh, yeah, so we can move on from them, but they were boring last year. They're, they're likely going to be boring this year. I just, I, I'll put them on if I need to fall asleep, that's for sure. <laughs> so, um, all right, getting into the Pittsburgh Penguins. This is, this is a team, as much as it pains me to say it, I, I feel like I'm somewhat bullish on them. Um, so 91 points last season, 3.2 goals a game, 3.2 goals against, uh, minus two on the goal differential course they just missed out on the playoffs there with buffalo tied for 91 i think we actually finished ahead of them in the standings though with yeah. the tiebreaker but the new man in town is kyle dubas so he's he comes over from toronto and i actually kind of like what he's done uh so he he gives a Nylander a one-year extension additions include eric carlson the big trade they made for him noel chari they gave him a three-year deal they got a uh, big fan of, of mine that I used to I used to stand Vinny Hinestroza here in, in the Sabers and I I think he could be a good player. Um, he'll probably be, you know, thirteenth forward, whatever you know for them potentially. But forward Matt Nieto to two year defense defenseman Ryan Graves, center Lars Eller, extend Tristan Yari uh, Jari to a five year deal. Um, Nedeljkovic signed to a backup role, and then they traded Riley Smith for a third round pick. So I. Again, none of these moves, I guess, are like super flashy, with the exception of the Carlson, you know, trade. That was a that was a big move for them, shoring up the D line there and hoping he we, they can get a few more years out of him over there in Pittsburgh. But I don't know. For the most part, I feel like their guys still have juice. I don't think they're done, and I like what they brought in. So we'll see. This can be one last run for Sid the Kid, maybe. Yeah, I I agree. I. I, we're competing with them for a playoff spot, so I don't want to say that I hope they get in. But the NHL playoffs are so much better when there's a Sydney when Sidney Crosby's in the play in the playoffs, and Evgeny Malkin too. I mean, I I didn't think I realized this, but I'm I'm looking at their their roster page right now, and man, where did the time go? Malkin's 37 and Crosby's 36, bro. Yeah, that's insane. And they like you said, dude, they they still have juice. They got they still have Jake Gunsel. They still have. Uh, That's another punchable they face. They still guy. have Chris Letang, who's had an incredible career. Uh, Eric Carlson comes in, like you said, to run their power play. 
this team they should they should be good they should be good and this should be their last hurrah with Crosby and Malkin yeah so we'll see what happens I I think I'm I'm pretty pretty bullish on them there's there's those teams every year that that surprise you I think you know hopefully the Sabres can be that team for uh for this year Devils last year no one's counting Pittsburgh out definitely but no one's putting them at the top and we'll, we'll see what happens but Tristan Jari and Nett Biggest thing with him is just can he stay healthy, right? He's been yeah. banged up a little bit here lately, he's but good. he's I think good. He's a good goalie. Yeah, he's good when he can when he's healthy, and you know hopefully that can be the case. And if you get some good goaltending, you got guys that can put the puck in the net. You got a lot of you know veteran guys in that locker room there that understand what it takes to get it done. So we'll see what happens in Pittsburgh there, but uh, certainly it'd be interesting to see how they uh, how they go as the the season you know goes about here. But moving on to the Washington Capitals. 80 points last season, 3.1 goals a game, 3.2 goals against, minus 10 in the goal differential. They got a new head coach, uh, Spencer Carberry, ran the power play unit in Toronto for the last couple years, was previously a head coach of the Hershey Bears. Screw the Hershey Bears because they beat the Amherst last season (laughs) in the playoffs, but at least he lost to the eventual champions. I I love that you don't have any of these little, like, Whips in the show doc because I'm, I'm laughing a lot tonight. This is that's so funny. Chocolate Town, man. They took us down. Oh the fucking chocolate and white, whatever. They now screw the Hershey Bears. But, um, anyways, new head coach is in. Uh, signed Max Pacioretty to a one, one year deal, $2 million. Last year was out with the torn Achilles. So, who knows what you're going to get from him, but certainly a, a capable player if he can, you know, get anything back from, you know, where he was at before. They traded for Montreal defenseman Joel Edmondson, extended defenseman Matt uh, Faharvery, three-year, $8 million deal, and then extended Tom Wilson to a seven-year deal. Not too much going on uh, here with the Washington Capitals. I guess the biggest, one of the biggest question marks was, of course, Kuznetsov. He requested a trade last year. He ends up coming back. Uh, Him and Ovechkin are going to give it another run here in Washington. Not super excited for the Capitals this year. I guess the biggest thing with them is, can they get Ovechkin closer to the goal uh, scoring record with Gretzky there? I know he's closing in on it. I don't know if he can actually beat it this year. No, he needs at least probably another two or three, like two, maybe three seasons if he really slows down. Yeah, it's 894 is, is the record. I'm not sure where he's at right now, but he's still farther away from that. But Just the fact that we're even discussing Ovechkin breaking the record is incredible. Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been a stud. He's been a stud there. But, yeah, my expectation this year is, is for them to, to miss the playoffs in all honesty. But what, what are your thoughts, Ryan? Honestly, I, I feel like this team – its entire goal is to get Alex Ovechkin the goal-scoring record over the next few seasons. They're old. I mean, uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov doesn't want to be there. He barely tries. If Nick Backstrom gets back to Nick Backstrom, but that, then that's fantastic. But, I mean, he's a 34, 35-year-old coming off injuries, and he, he's kind of just losing it a little bit. And they did, they did not have John Carlson last year, their stud defenseman, for most of the season. And once he came back, he kind of gave them a boost. Like, he's so he's a really good two-way guy, works the power play, plays penalty kill, great player. But the rest of this team, I mean, they did get contributions from Dylan Strom last year as their second-line second center. And uh, did you mention that they signed Tom Wilson to a long, long I extension? I did, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people aren't going to like this, but he's one of my favorite players. I just love how aggressive and dirty he is, but I would – I would have never signed that guy to a seven-year extension, man. What I don't know what they're doing. Six point five AAV. I feel like they're just 
placating Ovechkin until they break the record. Like that's like their entire existence for the next couple of years. Yeah, it's they're confusing because they were sellers last year at the yep. deadline and they were not out of it. They were there. No, so yeah. that that surprised a little people. They got Sandine, I know, last year and he's he's from Toronto, yes. Yep. Uh, and and I actually think he can be a nice player for them, but it's just it's weird because you don't know. Like I don't even know if they know what they want to do. Like do they, or do they want to be competitive? Last year they were there, they sold, and so I I think yeah I think right now they're just let's just ride out Ovi, make as much money as we can until he's done. Yeah, I I, I run this with similarities with Pittsburgh too because like yeah Pittsburgh did a little bit more this off season to really push for playoffs. But that team's all. This team is also on their last legs. I mean, Washington. This roster's not that bad, but it's just old, man. It's an old team. They really should be rebuilding within the next one or two seasons, but I don't think you can because you're you're trying to feed Ovechkin thirty goals, forty goals a season for the next for his age thirty eight season, thirty nine season, forty year old season. Like, it's going to be difficult to execute a rebuild and do all that at the same time and make him happy. Like, he's a winner, competitor. The one going to be marked as the best goal scorer in NHL history. That guy's not going to want to stick around and just lollygag and finish in last, you know? Yeah, but could you imagine at this point going anywhere else? Oh, like it's, absolutely not. That, I wouldn't. I couldn't even imagine that. It would just be, like, so wrong weird. to see. You know how, like... It'd be like Josh Allen in a different jersey. Like, no. You know how, like, people do those, like, photoshops on, on Twitter for, like, other players in other jerseys? This, mm. was one, this is one that would just look completely unnatural. You know which one was gross? What one? OBJ in yeah. a Bills. No, oh, I was never. Gross. I don't want that. Never on OBJ. And he's st- and he sucks this year. He's hurt again. Whatever. <laughs> but all right. So let's moving move, on. Let's move on to Philly. Yeah, moving on to Philly. Uh, Philly. So of course they uh, missed last year. Danny Danny Briere is the new GM, but seventy five points last season. Two point seven goals a game. Three point four goals against. Minus fifty five on the goal differential. So there's some work to do here. So they promote Briere. See if he can start turning this around. His first big move, I guess, well, in the draft was selecting, you know, Russian forward Matt Vemichkov with seventh overall pick. A lot of people were surprised that he even fell down to seventh, but the reason being because you don't know if you're going to have to wait a few years to get him over here. Still a lot of, of questions surrounding that, but you like the player, and Briere has spoken about how if they got to wait, that's fine. They want they want the upside yeah. there. and They're rebuilding, so they, they don't have to rush him over here at Yeah, all. exactly. So a fine pick there, but... Uh, let's see what he did this offseason. So traded Ivan Pro- Provorov to Columbus in a three-team trade. They get the 22nd overall pick in this year's draft. Uh, they get a pair of uh, second-round picks back. Uh, a few prospects, uh, defensive prospect Helge Granz, Cal Pedersen, Sean Walker. Trade Kevin Hayes to St. Louis for a sixth-round pick. They ate $3.6 million of that old contract. Signed center Ryan Poley to a one-year deal. Signed forward Garnett Hathaway, defenseman Mark Stahl, 36 years old. Uh, no, no big splashy moves here. You wouldn't expect it. Again, they're just trying to kind of get a get a base of of young talent in there, see what they can have. You know, I think again with these teams at the bottom here, you never know they can get some and they they can get some of these young kids coming up that you don't know much about. Maybe you can do a little bit better than last year, but other than that, it's going to be another year of rebuilding. I don't anticipate any surprises here. Probably going to finish near the bottom again. It's it's so weird that this team is going to be a bottom feeder, but also have John Tortorella as their coach, a coach that notoriously pushes his players to the brink of their ability, like their abilities to try as hard as possible, which like, I guess in a way is he's a great coach for a rebuilding team, 
but he for, reminds me of a coach that would coach a playoff team. So it's like, in a way, are you really executing the rebuild when you have a coach that's going to make your players go all out? This team is just, it's a bad team. I mean, like you said, they are rebuilding. They have a couple nice pieces. Uh, Travis Konechny is a great scoring winger. Uh, Joel Farabee, he's a little bit exciting. They have Morgan Frost and Owen Tippett, who they acquired in a trade from yeah, Florida. Yeah, Tippett's nice. I thought he was going to be a bust, but, man, he really he really showed out last year and showed his, his ability to find the back of the net. Mm-hmm. And how can we talk about Philly without talking about our guy Rasmus Ristolainen over there? <laughs> oh, the biggest <laughs> meme in Sabre history. But, hey, Tortorella has him playing some decent hockey. They got DeLoria, too. Uh, I don't think they have many more. Oh, they do have Delorier. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Nick Delorier, man. Yeah, he's going to punch some faces in, break some noses this year. So, Flyers hockey, man. Back to the Broad, the broad Street Bully days where they're just punching lights out. and oh, That's exciting. But they're going to be bad. Do yeah. you think they move Carter Hart in the middle of the season or no? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on what they can get for him. You know, yeah. like what's his value right now? I, I know. Can you get <laughs> – third round yeah maybe one? maybe if he plays well maybe a second round pick but yeah. he yeah i guess it depends on how he plays like he was in he came up from uh his early age had a couple years where he was great and then kind of regressed and that's what worries me a little bit about Devin levi is kind of the carter hart path where you come in as a 21 22 year old your lights out and then you kind of regress when nhl shooters figure figure you out but hey he's in his uh mid-20s now and i think he's turned into a nice little goaltender there this team, yeah, like you said, they're going to be pretty bad. I mean, yeah, they, I they, they should be. That's what they should want. Yeah, exactly. See, that's what they want, and you, you, they're probably – my guess is that they can eat some salary for teams, you know, get some – accumulate a few more draft picks throughout the year at the trade deadline, uh, you know, by taking on some salary and whatnot and just continuing to build up assets. And this season, as a Philly fan, you probably don't want all that much anyways. You know, kind of stay near the bottom, playoffs – Playoffs aren't going to happen, so just kind of get a better pick, you know, from there. But like it's you a, said, Torts is going to get his get his guys to play, so you never know. It's also super exciting that Sean Couturier is coming back to the NHL after being out for a year. Like when he first came in the league in I think 2012, he was drafted eighth overall, played that whole year on Philly's fourth line, and was an excellent defensive forward, like almost immediately. Uh, if fans remember, he shut down Evgeny Malkin in the playoffs that season as a 19-year-old, which was fucking sick. Like, I, he was one of my favorite players for so long and then turned into one of the best two-way players in the league. Like, he should have a Selkie if Patrice Bergeron wasn't in the league to win every single Selkie for the last, like, 10 seasons, it feels like. But he missed all of last year with injury and just seeing him make his return, that's that's pretty nice for Flyers fans. So there's a few storylines, you know, with Philly this year. Uh, but we can move on here to Columbus. So Columbus, they're at the basement last year. Fifty nine points, two point six goals against, four point zero goals or two point six goals for four point zero goals against, minus one sixteen. Big story here, drafted Adam Fantilli, third overall. I love what I see from the kid early on in the preseason here. Uh, last year in school so he that should, should be a nice nice addition for them acquired uh, as we mentioned earlier uh, defenseman adam severson from new jersey a nice boost to the blue line there and uh, ivan provorov from philly um, so not much to say here other than that i feel like they should be a little bit improved but to me it's all about adam fantilli you know what can he do this season similar to bedard in a way yeah they have great players i mean you got to mention johnny hockey you got to mention patrick line you got to mention Zach Wierenski. You got to mention traded for even Provorov, like you said. 
But this team is also in a rebuild. They they were terrible last year. They had a shit ton of injuries last year. I feel like at one point half of their lineup was out. But this year, like you said, some exciting young players like Fantilli and uh, Ken Johnson and uh, Kirill Mar- Marchenko. But this team is going to be bad. I mean, they should get ran over every single night. But, hey, who knows? I mean, maybe Johnny Gaudreau has a 95-point season or something and carries them to the middle of the pack and not so much, like, finishing last. Here's a question for you. What What is a blue jacket? Isn't their logo like a bug? I think, Or not their logo. Isn't their mascot like a bug? I don't know. I'm trying to look it up yeah, now. It's like, and... a, it's like a big-ass Big-eyed bug is their is their logo. Yeah, all right. I do like their their atmosphere though for their stadium. Their arena is sick. Like they were not good last year and they sold out every game. Yeah, like their fans love Columbus Blue Jacket hockey, so you gotta love that. But like you said, all about the young kids, all yeah. about finishing like lower. Maybe it's like, but they like I said, they could surprise some people. Yeah, they could surprise some people. I mean, if I, I'm just gonna be watching Fantilli, I'm super super sad to watch him. I'm, I'm excited to watch Bedard, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens with with Columbus. But um, they'll probably you know be somewhat near the bottom here again, and that's fine. They're they're in a rebuild, and uh, we'll see what they can do. You're just looking for a little bit of progression between seasons here for uh, for Columbus. But you wanna you wanna move on to the Atlantic? Yep, let's do it. All right, let's talk about the Atlantic Division, folks. The Boston Bruins, man, what a season! These fucking guys. These fucking guys. Dude, what a season. In a season, preseason, everyone was predicting them that this was going to be, this is it for them. Like, they're old. They're not great. They're going to miss the playoffs. And what do they do? They turn around and have an NHL record, 135 points last season, just burying competition every single night. They scored a, they scored 305 goals. They only allowed 177 goals for a plus 128. That is absolutely bonkers. Uh, it's an end Historic. of an era, though. It's an end of an era in Boston. Patrice Bergeron retires after 19 seasons. He's gone. One of the most classy, amazing, offensive and defensive two-way just studs is gone from the National Hockey League. And that's kind of sad just because, like, he has been a fixture of my hockey fandom, like the league, for all of my 20s and a little bit of my teenage years. So it, it's super it's super sad. Uh, David Krejci also retired, who was a longtime Bruin. He left uh, to go overseas and play in the Czech League la- uh, two seasons ago and then came back this year and then also decided to hang it up. They bought out Mike Riley. They brought they brought back Milan Lucic. One year, one point five million. This I guess if, if they think they're gonna be not as good, you might as well just like have some fan service and bring back a Bruins legend. I just can't with like just his stature, just like his Dude, posture. His has always his been skating. horrible. It's just yeah, it's just lumbering. Uh, I I actually when we played when we uh did we played them in the, we played them in preseason. We did. I think this so. year. Yeah. Recently. Yes. <laughs> Yes. That whole time I was like I think we lost it. That whole time I was like, Can you imagine if Milan Lucic ran over Devin Levi? Oh my <laughs> like, gosh. Like you give me World War Two flashbacks of when he ran over Ryan Miller. But they also brought in uh Morgan Geeky for two years. They brought in uh scoring winger James Ram the James Van Reemsdyke for a year, uh defenseman Kevin Shattenkirk for a year, and they re signed their gritty checking forward Trent Frederick for two years at four point six million, so a nice little pay bump for him. Uh, 
they to back up their stud Vezina winning goaltender Linus Olmark. Can't believe that man. Yeah, uh, that's they, crazy. they brought back Jeremy Swayman on a one year deal. Uh, they named Brad Marchand captain, also one of my favorite players. I'm gonna get so much hate for that, but man, just a rat. I just love rats, dude. They just—I <laughs> wish we had rats. Like when Jeff Skinner does his stuff, where he's just running around, oh, yeah, talking junk, just getting in guys' faces, doing a bunch of dirty stuff, and then also scoring goals. Man, that's just being a rat. Dowling's got a little bit of that too. He does too. have a little yeah. rat in him. I love it. I just said that we're like 17 times, bro. They're—they're <laughs> uh, they're an older team, obviously, but I think they're still in win now. This might be the year that they fall off, but it would be insane to have them fall off after they set records. They have terrible center depth, in my opinion. Uh, Pavel Zaka is their one number one center, and Charlie Coyle is their number two center at the moment. Uh, they might be able to ride their elite goaltending, and I, do you think it's going to be elite again another year? Like, do you think it was a mirage with Allmark? Yeah, it's hard to say because, like, I I thought Allmark was fine here, but then. He had games where where he wasn't. I, I mean, and that's I guess that's Buffalo for you. There's inconsistencies, but you don't have the. De- I mean, he played in front of a historic good defense too. You know, so it's one of those things. Like I like Swayman too. So I mean, if if Allmark's struggling, they can go to Swayman. So I think anyways they'll be fine because they can kind of ride the hot hand. That's true. But yeah, I, I mean, I would I would ex- I would expect there to be a, a somewhat of a of a dip there. But I I you know I think they'll be fine in goalie. How else do you feel about this team? Who else do you want to highlight? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, I think I, as far as it goes for me, I, I, I expect somewhat of a dip, but I mean, Boston is still going to be Boston. Uh, I, one of, one of my, my memories from them last year was there was a, a game, the Sabres played them early on and it was in Boston and we beat them. We took them to, you remember this game? We took yeah. them to overtime yeah, and we, we beat wore, them. We wore our retro jerseys, our, our white and blue goat head jerseys. Yeah. And I just... Which, which I thought were awesome at first, and then... You don't like them? Oh. It's the yellow on the side. Okay, yeah. The yellow on the side, I, I don't love. But but this game, I remember watching it, and after they finally won, I was just like... like I remember my heart was... I, I feel like I just worked out. And I was like, that was so fucking hard for this team to just get a, get a point Dude. against them. And that's how they were all year. They just shut teams down, and like we had to play... I remember that game. We, we, we played a perfect game to get just that two, those two points against them. And you just don't go from – I just don't see you going from being as dominant as they were to just inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see it. They're, they're going to be up there. They're going to they're gonna get their wins because they got they still got all these experienced vets. They know how to play. And I think I think they'll be fine. They're not going to be historic, obviously. But I, like you said, they got Charlie McAvoy. They got these guys. So they, they still got some players. Um, they'll, they'll be there again. Yeah, I, I feel like once uh, Brad Marchand is done, then Charlie McAvoy will be the next captain of the Boston Bruins. And they still have David Pasternak, one of the best yeah, scoring pasta. forwards in the league, man. I love pasta. Yeah. But yeah, I guess you're you're probably right that I, I don't think that they're gonna they're gonna have too much of a drop off. But hey, any Bruins drop off is fun for me. Yeah, that gap is certainly closing with us with us and them for sure. Yeah. Let's uh let's move on to everyone's least favorite team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, before we talk about the Maple Leafs, I have to have to talk about their defense prospect, uh, Rodine Amarov, who sadly passed away. Uh, couple weeks ago uh he was their first round pick in 2020 uh he was diagnosed with a brain tumor and the Leafs didn't make that public until April of 2022 oh man it's just so hard this kid had everything to play for he was a great player I mean you don't get picked in the first round without being a great player and he through no fault of his own he got sick and unfortunately passed away so 
it's it's so difficult to even talk about. Like I, I'm just so sad for this family and this this organization that really did everything they could for this this guy to to um, make an impact, even while he was sick. I, I know that I read he was talking to the team a lot and talking to the coach and GM a lot, and they're really lifting his spirits. And even when he like lost his eyesight and could barely speak, they were still around him. And it's just super sad, but I don't want to um, uh, make the podcast be all sad now, but I'm, like, choking up a little. Just talking about it is so hard. Yeah, you know, uh, thoughts and prayers are, are with the family. You know, there. this is uh, it's a the tough thing about sports, you know, anything in general. You know, I this, this is something that I think about often. Like, just, like, I don't like to, but, like, the thought of, like, death or, like, something like this, a brain tumor, like, you don't, these things, you don't, you don't know. Yeah, like this, this could happen at any time, um, and it's it's for me. I just like I find myself. It it happens. I'm telling you a few a few days a week at least where I'm just like I think about it, and I'm just like I think about my kids or just like my family. I'm just like if I was gone, like how quickly something like that could happen. Things like a car accident, you know, these life changing things, and it's just like it just makes you kind of step back and be thankful for everything you got and want to just kind of like, you know, live each day to the fullest and, and not sweat the small things. And yeah, just a terrible, terrible story, you know, thoughts and prayers to the family. Yeah. And I know, you know, this team is going to, going to get up and, and play for, for this kid. And, um, and that's good. They should. Yeah. So. Yeah. Condolences to hit to the family and the organization, but man, this team <laughs> Leafs fans think their team like theoretically, they should be awesome. Like they, they. I mean, they are awesome, but I don't know what what they did this off season. Like it was such a weird off season. But last year they they scored two hundred seventy nine goals and allowed two hundred twenty two for a plus fifty seven. They brought back their checking center David Camp on a four year uh, four year nine point six million dollar deal. They signed Ryan Reeves, and Ryan Reeves can play hockey. I don't think he's this guy that can that is like just in there to punch faces. I, I think he's great for the locker room and he can play. So that that's that was a decent little signing in my in my opinion for a team that really just grips their stick all the time. Like they got a bunch of mental midges on that team and I feel like a personality like Reeves can really open up the locker room. They uh signed John Klingberg to a one year deal. They signed Tyler Batuzzi to a one year deal. <laughs> they signed Max Domi to a one year deal. They brought back Ilian Samsonov, their goalie, to a one year deal. Then they also brought in Simone Benoit, uh defenseman on a one-year deal. They re-signed big star, one of the best players in the league, Austin Matthews, four years, $53 million. They are a high-scoring team, man. How do you feel about the Leafs? The Leafs, I, I, I mean, I like the Leafs, honestly. Um, I don't like their team, obviously, but I, as far as, like, being a Buffalo fan, but it's, their, their roster is solid. Uh, I, I mean, the Austin Matthews thing, I just still, like, it's crazy to me that, like, mm-hmm. Th- that's the max contract, like in the NHL, like thirteen point two five. Yeah. You know, like if Matthews was like a football player, he'd be making so much more money. You know, and the but fact like, that it's only four years, man. Like that was a ma- that's something that Matthews wanted. I yeah. The, the Leafs can spin it that that's something that that they wanted. Oh yeah. But that's what we're worried to, about with Darlene right, right now. They want you know? they 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 wanted to lock this guy down to an eight year deal for sure. Yeah. No, Toronto. I mean, I think they have they have a bunch of firepower. They're gonna be able to put the puck in the net. I actually, Samsonov, like I I love him as a goalie. Like I think he's I think he's good. So they they got I feel like they got decent goaltending. They're gonna be able to put the puck in the net. So yeah, I I think I think that Toronto will be will be just fine. I 
I think I want their fans to stay away from Buffalo. Though. Oh, they're going to invade our building like they always Fuck do. That. Just because it's like so much more money to go to a Toronto Maple Leafs home game than it is to go to a Buffalo Sabres home game that they just come down here all the time. They got hey, some guys. also on Sabres fans for selling your tickets to Leafs fans. Come on now. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But they got some guys that are just smooth, like Mitch Marner, um, Nylander. Like these guys, like they're just kind of smooth on the ice. They can make plays. Yeah, I mean, like their top six is so nasty. Yeah, and Matthews is going to do what he does. But their, their bottom six is just incredible suspect um matthew nyes make his full season debut that's that's pretty cool he was pretty good in the playoffs last year but behind morgan riley on defense i don't really think they have much of anything yeah they could be very similar to the sabers right where they got like i mean samsonov yes i do love him but like if you don't have if you got a suspect blue line you know defense playing in front of you then uh they could be one of those teams where you put up a lot of goals but you're getting scored on a lot too but um they're going to want to just they're going to want to outscore whoever they play anyway so yeah we'll that's that's really the story of the Leafs i mean there's really not much more to say you guys you know who their studs are then they're just going to put a bunch of pucks in the net and kind of hope and pray that they can keep pucks out of the net yeah but uh let's move on to a team that i love trashing because i can't stand the Tampa Bay Lightning it's an interesting team this year 283 goals for last year, 254 goals against for a plus 29. This is the year that Tampa Bay falls off. I'm saying it. They're going to have a drop-off. This is the I hope time. so. They, they traded Ross Colton for, to Colorado for a second-round pick. They traded uh, fourth-line wingers uh, Corey Perry to Chicago and Patrick Maroon. Maroon uh, they traded for a seventh-round pick. They signed Sabres legend Connor Sherry to a three-year deal. Uh, they also re-signed uh, Tanner Janot. If you remember at the deadline last year, they gave up so many things for Janot from uh, originally from Nashville, like multiple second-round picks, just so much stuff, just like clear overpayment, and he didn't really provide much. So he really needs to bounce back for for this team to do much of uh, anything like damage-wise in the playoffs. They <laughs> there's, there's drama around this team right now. Did you catch uh, Steven Stamkos's? Yeah, recently. oh yeah, about not being reached out to. Yeah, yeah about being reached out. I mean, that, that's just pretty shitty, honestly. Like, he, he, first overall pick in 2008, Stanley Cup champion, one of the best scorers in the last 15 seasons. You got to pay the guy. I, I get he's 33 years old, but... He didn't he, even drop off. No, he had a 91-point season two seasons ago as a 31-year-old. They paid everyone else. They gave Brandon Hagel a long deal. They gave Braden Point a long deal, and Stamkos is just kind of sitting there like, where's my long deal? Yeah. And like you said earlier, we mentioned in the in the league the league notes uh, section of the podcast, what are they going to be without Andre Vasilevsky? Yeah. How, dro- how far of a drop-off do you think they have? With Vasilevsky being out? Yeah. Well, you know, I think the thing about Tampa Bay, too, is like, People, guys mentioned this in the playoffs that like they've had these deep runs and they've just they've just been beat up right they've played so much hockey these last few years and i yeah i i tend to agree i think it's coming i think you're just going to see somewhat of a drop off the vasilevsky injury i think is actually pretty big i mean being without your stud goalie for like two months of the season and if not even longer that's that's pretty. That's pretty big. So, and like you said, lower back, dude. That's that's tough to come back from. It it is because and and when you're playing goalie, I mean, the one thing that low backs don't love is like bending forward. Like like there's a lot. There's increased stress through the spine there. And I get it. These guys are elite athletes, freaks of nature. You know, he's gonna he's gonna work his core and conditioning to shit. Like I get that. But it's tough when 
that the, the back and being a goalie, it's just it's very difficult because there's there's periods where you're bent over for a long time. That puts a lot of stress on some of those tissues out there. So if two if two months for what he's having done is kind of like the minimum, right? Like the earliest he can come back, I could easily see that being longer. And then you're then you're talking about missing half the season. That's that's tough. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they got their same the same group of guys: Kucherov, Hedman, Stamkos, Point, Brandon Hagel, Anthony Sorelli, uh, Mikhail Sergachev. Like it's the same guys, same guys on the roster that have been there for a while. But can they sustain without Andre Vasilevsky? I mean, it's like a poor man's Boston. Yeah, kind yeah, of. I, I guess o- like, older team, but like they just don't have the goaltending, and, and Boston will. Yeah. So. Like, With Vasilevsky out. I'm looking at their D right now, and they're going to have uh, Eric Chernak back, obviously. Time to do a long-term deal last offseason. Besides that, they're, they're, I, I kind of feel like they're in trouble. I mean, I'm talking like they're going to be terrible, but I, I'm pretty sure I have them making the playoffs despite all this. But this is a team that I could see the Sabres overtaking. And wouldn't that be exciting to overtake both Boston and Tampa Bay? Yeah, yeah I'll put it this way. Like, Tampa Bay isn't... Right now, even with Vasilevsky, like they're obviously better, but they're not a team that I think scares me as the the Sabers. Oh, yeah, like, like they used to. Like yeah. going into Tampa Bay or any Tampa Bay game, that was an auto loss. We played good against them last year. Mm, we did so. for the first time in a long time. That was the I think that was the uh, the uh, Labushkin goal, right? Was oh, that man. against Tampa? Yeah, the legend. Yeah. That was what what are the odds? The OT man? OT that was winner. Just, like, so many things for that to happen, like we talked about. That was just so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he. He scored top shelf on Vasilevsky, like, unbelievable. Yeah. Like, this team, they're going to be good. They're going to play their stupid, dirty hockey that they play. Like, I'm pretty sure a couple years ago, Eric Chernak had a elbow on Darlene and knocked him out for a couple weeks. And Tampa Bay just, they just play pissy when they lose. And I, I, I hate that. Well, let me ask you this. It, so, what? where do you feel their offense is compared to last year? Better, worse, same? Same, probably. I okay, mean, so if offense is the same... You were they were only plus twenty nine last year. Yeah, they struggled. Goal differential, they struggled. Right? Even even with Vasilevsky, they struggled defensively. Yeah, so if if you have Vasilevsky being out, you would assume that goals against is going up. So if you're if you're running that as a more neutral, you're looking at like a fringe playoff team. Yeah. With with just the statistics alone. That's but, crazy to even say, but so. I, I agree with you there. I mean, Victor Hedman did not have his best season last year. And at thirty two, he's a little older, not like over the age cliff. But he did play a style through his for his whole career that might age him quicker. And if they don't have him playing at the top of his game, I don't see how they they keep pucks out of the back of their net with Jonas Johansson and a no name yeah. in that. It'll be interesting. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, let's move on to the other team in that state, the Florida Panthers. Uh, last year, obviously, they had a miraculous run to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, they scored. They were just such a a mid team. I mean, they were kind of like us just like in it, but like also not, they scored 290 goals last year. They allowed uh, 273 for uh, plus 17. They are super banged up coming off of uh, the Stanley cup performance last year. They had to ship uh, Anthony declare off to San Jose uh, for cap reasons. They did sign Mike Riley, Mike Riley, the defenseman that I previously mentioned was bought out by Boston they signed Oliver Ekman Larson to a one-year deal. They signed former Sabre Dmitry Kulikov to a one-year deal. Uh, they brought in Nico Mikola for three years over from St. Louis. And they signed uh, Sabres fan favorite. I hate that he's in Florida. 
Evan Rodriguez to a four-year deal. He's such a nice player. I, I really wish we could have kept him. Um, they also extended E2 uh, Lutzerainen for three years. But, man, this team has injuries. Uh, they're a big D. Brandon Montour and Aaron Eckblad are out with injuries, and they're going to miss at least two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carter Verhage is out, and, and no one knows his injury. It's undisclosed. Uh, Matthew Kachuk, who was battling injury all playoffs, will be ready for the start of the season, but how healthy is he? I don't know about this team, man. How do you feel? I'm pretty low on Florida this year, honestly. They just it, to me it with all the the question marks going on right now with like health and it it just seems like one of those teams where like you see it all the time in like college basketball or even other sports like you get this team that goes on this Cinderella Cinderella run. I can't even I can't believe they made it to the Stanley Cup last last year. Dude, but that's... Kachuk was just going beast mode. Like, in the <laughs> how many how many game winning goals did you have? It was <laughs> insane. It just every single game. But it just feels like there's they're like they were that Cinderella team, and then this year they're gone. Like they're just they're just kind of like they they drop off a little bit. Uh, but I guess we'll see what happens. Like they still have some of the players. Um, I like some of the signings, but all in all, like if goaltending is going to be somewhat suspect too, which is a which is right, which like, is kind of a theme along around yeah, most which, of the league. Which but, uh, which Bobrovsky are they going to get? Like good Bobrovsky or bad Bobrovsky? I mean, and he was a beast in the playoffs too. He was. Just, it was so weird with him, man. He was awful in the regular season and. Like remember Alex Lyon like came in and, and stole the show for them like yeah. to get them even into the playoffs in the first place. Yeah, so I don't know. To me, it just feels like a team that like maybe you had to do it last year, and but I don't know. It's like a team that could really could really drop off, and and last year was just some sort of magical run. But I mean, if Kachuk can come back, I mean he's he's such a solid player. So we'll see. Like they're gonna have without missing Ekblad and um, Montour. They're gonna have Gustav Forsling, and he's a good player. I like him. Like he's largely unknown, but every time I've seen him play, he's he's an excellent defender. He's gonna be running your power play. That's very different drop off from Brandon Montour running your power play. Yeah, their forwards are all good. I mean Barkov, one of the Barkov's best, great. Yeah. best player and one of the best players in the league. Our good friend Sam Reinhart, love that kid. Yeah. I wish we brought him back. I would have. I was hoping we would trade for him this off season. Uh, Sam Bennett. And Anton Lundell and Ryan Lomberg, who just flies around. Man, what a great fourth line player Ryan Lomberg is. But like you said, they're just not, not there. They really should not have made the playoffs last year. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. You know, like they they kind of limped into the playoffs last year, and they were, they were bad last year for a lot of the season. Like they were, they, nobody thought they were gonna make the playoffs, and they got hot towards the end of the year. And all credit to them, you know, but. They were already, you know, kind of up and down last season, and but what they did is somewhat of what I'm hopeful the Sabers would do, right? Cool. Like if you get in this year, that's all you gotta do is get in, and they showed that last season. So, although I'm somewhat down on Florida this year, I think the way that they handled things last year, they you get into the playoffs, um, that's a blueprint for the Sabers to to try and do this year. So, let's uh, let's move on from Florida. Um, Buffalo finished. Next, but we're going to save Buffalo for last. Let's move on to the Ottawa Senators. So the Ottawa Senators is a t- are a team that are many have them finishing above Buffalo. And I like the Ottawa Senators a lot. Last year they they had 261 goals for and 271 against for a minus 10. This team, they just kind of like <laughs> anger me. Like they're good, but are they, are they great? I, I, I don't think so. I, I personally don't have them finishing above us, but I someone else could tell you different. They 
did a lot of big things this offseason. They traded for uh, scoring winger Alex Dabrinkit. Um, they re-signed Eric, Eric Brownstrom, defenseman. They signed – they gave a bag, actually. I'll phrase it like that, to goaltender Jonas Corposalo. Five I'll years, say. $20 million. That's pretty risky for a guy that – has largely been up and down for his career. I know he was great in L.A. last year, but L.A. plays a certain style that is helpful to goalies. They re-signed Travis Hamanick for two years, and they brought in uh, scoring winger Vlad Tarasenko for one year. Derek Broussard retired, and they did extend Jake Sanderson to the power the, the power deal, as I'm going to call it. That's the deal that I want to give to Owen Power, eight years, $64 million. Um, How do you feel about the Ottawa Senators that a lot of, Canadian media is picking to finish pretty high. There's there's somewhat of a wild card. I can see them going either way. I think they're one of these middle teams that I can see them taking a step because I do like their players. I do like I do like what they did. Uh, Corpusalo, I mean, he's fine in that. Yeah, if he's good. Then yeah, that's, you said he was helpful. off last year. He yeah, a little bit. He yeah. was, off, and then they then he went to LA and he was great. Yeah, yeah. So if they get if they get the good goaltending in net, then uh, then that's obviously a uh, thing. But it's tough because the Atlantic is a tough division too. So like a lot of these games, like they're gonna have to win against these these tough teams. Um, I think Buffalo is a step ahead of them as well. So um, I don't I don't I think they're good competition, but I don't see them making like a, a, a run to the playoffs this year. Um, if I'm being honest, but they have some good players up top, and we'll see what some of their depth can do. But um, they might be another. They might be a year or two away. So. Yeah, I mean those players you mentioned, like Tim Stutzla, one of the most fun players in the league. I, I like watching him play. Uh, Matthew Kachuk's brother, Brady Kachuk, very, very good player there. He hard-nosed player just like his brother. Uh, Claude Giroux, uh, Drake Batherson, Josh Norris, who's missing time with injury. Like, this team has great forwards, and then a big three on defensive, Jake Sanderson, Jacob Trickern, who they acquired last year at the trade deadline, and Thomas Shabbat. So, theoretically, they have pieces. Yeah. But just like the Sabres, People have been saying, like, this is Ottawa's year, this is Ottawa's year for the last couple, and it just hasn't, like, formalized. Yeah, I just, I, I just, Ottawa just bores me, so I just don't want to see them in the playoffs anyway. <laughs> and, I mean, they're a direct rival, so it's yeah. hard to, it, they also trigger me because I just think of the 06 07 team that beat us in the, in the, in the playoffs. They haven't been good in some time. No, Ottawa. I mean, well, they're they kind of like us, I guess. They had so. a Cinderella run in 2017 to the Eastern Conference final on the back of Eric Carlson, who just went just mutant mode that playoffs and carried them they were one goal away from reaching the stanley cup but since then they've just kind of been really bad and this might be the year that they might be really good i know there's a lot of excitement in ottawa yeah i think this is a toss-up honestly well so we'll see what happens all right let's uh let's go on to another team that i I just don't like any team in our division bro like i i can't stand a lot of teams in our division like the detroit (laughs) red wings oh detroit red wings fans have got to be the most delusional fans in the national hockey league 240 goals, 279 goals against for a minus 39 last year. If you remember last offseason, the Iser plan was in full motion. They brought in so many dudes last year, and I feel like they did the same thing this year. Uh, they Just trade, go down the list. They traded for Clint Costin and Kyler Yamamoto. They ended up buying out Yamamoto. They signed Clint Costin to a two-year deal. They brought in goalie James Reimer for a one-year deal. They brought in scoring winger Daniel Sprong for a one-year deal. They gave Justin Hole three years, ten point two million. Who Leaf fans will tell you shouldn't even lace up the skates in the National Hockey League. But I, we'll see how he does in Detroit. They signed Florida goalie Alex Lyon 
to a two-year deal. They signed JT Comfer to a five-year deal. Shane Gossespierre to a one-year deal. And Christian Fisher to a one-year deal. Dude, <laughs> Just a like, bunch of one-year deals. Like, what like... does this team think they are? Like, th- like they should be in a full-blown rebuild. But for some reason, management, Steve Eiserman thinks that they can make a playoff run. Like, they were buyers last year. Yeah, the they bought at the deadline. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really understand this team. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it's, it's, it seems like, like just a kind of like a bunch of misfits. You know, like they're trying to just like, it, it reminds me of like my fancy football drafts where like I, I need like late round wide receivers and I'm just throwing darts and I'm hoping just <laughs> one of them hits. You know, and it's like they just got all these players and, but where's the Where's the bones? Like, is there like, is, is it, the bones are is Dylan Larkin and Alex Brinkin and hoping that Lucas Raymond can develop. Like, that's really what they're hoping for. And of course, on the back end, they have Moritz Sider, who's awesome. But dude, they brought in like a bunch of just just guys. I don't, I don't, not even just impactful guys. I this team just it makes no sense to me what they're what they're doing. I, I don't think they're going to be very good. Yeah, I I certainly don't believe in the Iser plan. So we'll see what happens with, with Detroit this season. It'll be interesting. They're of course one of those teams that Buffalo's kinda directly competing with here for one of those yeah. we would assume, you know, for one of those last wild card spots. Um or you I mean Sabres could be higher, who knows, you know, but uh, it'll be interesting to, to see what they do. These are this is a team I think similar to what I said last pod about the Canucks, where like probably would benefit from getting off to a hot start and you know, getting some of these guys, right. you know, in in believing in what they do. Um, I could see Iserman catching a lot of smoke, you know, early on in the season if things aren't going well. Considering that their fan base is in a similar position to where the Sabers are, where like they want to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, so. I mean, for for a couple of years it was Ottawa and Detroit were the three teams. Like one of these teams is going to knock on the door. Yeah, and I I feel like Ottawa and Buffalo have kind of surpassed them in a way, but that's just because <laughs> Detroit is just not drafting and developing like properly. Right, they're, they're, they're bringing in mercenaries. Yeah, so I, I I just have more faith in if any of those three teams are going to make it, it's not going to be Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they'll be the exception to the plan. You don't, you don't want to bet on that. So Let's move on to the worst team in the division, the Montreal Canadiens, who are doing the right thing and rebuilding. But so, you're still not getting Levi. <laughs> oh, man, their, their fan base was like so a- butthurt. asking for Levi on Twitter constantly. Like, it was insane. I don't, it was nuts. I'd never seen any delusion like that between a fan base thinking they were going to trade for Devin Levi or, or, or get him out of school. Like It was nuts. But last year they had were they were pitiful. They scored 232 goals. They allowed 307. That's a minus 75. They're a rebuilding team, and they were involved in the Eric Carlson trade from San Jose to Pittsburgh. Uh, they received Jeff Petrie, a 2025 second, and Casey DeSmith as as the third team. They immediately shipped Petrie to Detroit for Gustav Lindstrom and a 2025 fourth. They also shipped off Casey DeSmith to Vancouver for Tanner Pearson and a 2025 third. So this team is doing it right. They're rebuilding. They're also using their cap space to take on money and then trade those players that they acquire for more picks so they can properly rebuild. This team is all about developing their young players. Uh, Nick Suzuki and Cole Falk-Hoffield are great players. I think on a championship caliber team that they're not first liners, but Montreal media might tell you otherwise. I think that they think that they're stars and they they are kind of getting paid like it. They need uh, continued development for center Kirby Doc, who had a nice season after kind of busting a little bit in Chicago, but he's been pretty good with Montreal uh, last year, and let's see if he continues that development. 
They also acquired uh, Alex Newhook after getting him from Colorado. And another big talking point with them is Yuri Slavkowski. Should he have a better season at age 19 than he did at age 18? He really had a slow start last year, and I, I don't think he's performing very well in the preseason, but we'll see how he transitions to another season of hockey. My thoughts on – I don't have much to say on Montreal here other than they've won enough Stanley Cups, and <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of them. And, uh, yeah, I think they're just going to be um, – they'll be down here again, but they got – Couple nice pieces, but I think they're going to be in running for you know last in the division and uh, you know a good a, a solid pick in the draft here. So yeah, I mean they like they're they're just acquiring uh, picks and and moving guys out. I mean they got some fun players. We're gonna see what they can do, what their young guys can do. But like I said, I, I don't think they're gonna do much of anything. Like they might end up moving a, a couple guys that are UFA in twenty twenty four the deadline for picks. Like that would be the smart thing to do. Like, they're running uh, Sam Montembeau and, and Jake Allen, who are both okay goaltenders in their own right, but, like, perfect goaltenders to sustain a rebuild and not make it look like, like you're intentionally being bad because they are good players. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't see them as, like, a surprise team, you know, like, making a big jump. Yeah. Similar they'll, – they'll likely be similar to what they did last season, and I think that's fine. They're just, you know, doing the, the rebuild the way that Detroit should be yeah, somewhat. Yeah, uh, they, so. they, I feel like – as soon as next season, they could pass Detroit. Yep. So we'll see what happens this year. But the moment we've all been waiting for, Ryan, I'll let you take it away. Uh, Our beloved Buffalo Sabres. Our Buffalo Sabres. Big expectations in coming into this season. What do you think? Dude, what did, I don't remember what we said we gave the Sabres for their offseason grade. I'm pretty sure it was like a C maybe. Like I don't remember what we did for the first episode. Yeah, I think but we were both around Cs. Last year, they we scored a bunch of goals. I mean, we were fun. I, we most games ended 5-4, 6-5. It was crazy. We scored 296 goals and allowed 300. And most of the season, we were plus on the goal difference. And, and it just kind of fell apart. But this offseason, we brought back our veteran leadership in uh, Zemmius Gergensens and Kyle Posa on one-year deals. Uh, we signed Lucas Rusek to a one-year deal. Maybe he's going to be the 13th forward. Maybe by next podcast, he gets sent down to Rochester. Uh, we drafted Zach Benson. And Let's go. 13th overall. And this kid has done nothing but impress since he's got here. He's going to get a nine-game tryout. It's super exciting. I, I can't wait to see him playing NHL hockey against like a full lineup in, in the regular season. We brought back Tyson Jost, who we loved as a pickup off waivers last year. One-year yeah. deal. Uh, brought in Eric Johnson on defense for a one-year deal. Brought in Connor Clifton on a three-year deal. And we had to ship out Ilya Labushkin to Anaheim for a 2025 fourth-round pick because of the logjam on defense. Obviously. You're listening to this podcast because your team, our team, is the Buffalo Sabres. Matt, how do you feel about our prospects this year? I mean, the prospect pool is insane. Um, well, I, I kind of meant like the season. Oh, the season, yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm so hopeful this for the season, man. I, I think this is the year that that we get it done. Uh, the biggest question mark is the goaltending. You know, I think, and and I have a ton of faith in Devin Levi. I mean, I want him in there as many games as possible. I think that he's definitely the real deal. All we have to do is just take a a small step forward on the defensive side, which I love Connor Clifton as a signing. So we'll see what he can bring to that. Um, Yoki Haru's looked fine so far. So I don't know. I feel like if we can swing that goals for and goals against, you know, more 
favorable. Obviously, we're still going to score a shit ton of goals, and we're going to have the offense there. If we can be a little bit more, uh, I guess, just respectable in the defensive Mm -hmm. end. Um, we need big jumps from Tage on the defensive end. We yeah, big jumps. So you you got to get some growth in the defensive end. But then I mean, you could see this team swing that minus four like way in the opposite direction. I agree. Completely. And if that happens, I mean, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think this is a team that not just Sabres fans are hyping up, but people around the league. Yeah, they like national media, other fan bases. You see it everywhere. People just love what the Sabres are doing, and. It's it's a testament to Kevin Adams and Donnie Meatballs too. Like he just he's like one of these guys, like you said with Torch that he just he lets these guys play. He, he knows he knows what how to handle each each yeah, guy. What button what buttons to push? Yeah, and that emotional intelligence with these young kids and is very important nowadays. Those are the teams that you see making these big leaps. So I'm super excited for the season. I think we're gonna be a hell of a lot better, and we're certainly gonna be very fun to watch. So. Yeah bringing everybody back i mean it should be the same story hoping with like a small bump i mean if casey middlestack can repeat as a 60 point player like that's that's incredible we thought he he was going to be a, a complete just bust and jj paterka should have another uh season on the up and it, it does really suck that jack quinn is not here until christmas one of my favorite players but dude i i think we're going to the offs yeah, I, I think this is the year that we get it done, and we'll have much more on that in uh, next year's season or uh, next episode with when we do our over unders. We'll get into the the bones of the schedule and some of that stuff a little bit more. But yeah, couldn't be any more excited for this season to get started. And you want to give your want to give our playoff picks? Yeah, you go first. Let's 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 hear your your metro playoff pick. All right, so. I don't even know if our audio is picking this up, but I got oh. this fucking cricket in my in Dude, my garage right now. It is so bad. I feel like people are going to be so mad at us. And if you hear it, please tell me or or Matt, please tell us. I want to know because it's just brutal. I hope our mics aren't picking up, but it is so annoying. But anyways, playoff picks. All right, so out of the Metro, I got uh, Jersey 1, Carolina 2, Pittsburgh 3. I told you I was a little bullish on, on the Penguins, and I just I don't think they're going to miss back-to-back seasons. Atlantic, I got Toronto finishing in first, Boston, and then I got our Sabres in third in the Atlantic. Not even getting a wild card, but getting that third spot in the division. Wild card teams, Tampa and the Rangers. So that's going to be my top eight right hey, there. No no hot takes there, man. No hot takes no, there. No, no hot. Except pretty, for maybe pretty Buffalo. Chalk. But hey, Buffalo, it's realistic for us to finish third because in my Metro prediction, I have uh, the New Jersey Devils at one. I have Carolina at two, and the New York Rangers in third. And in the Atlantic, I have Toronto at the top of the group. I have Boston, and I have Buffalo. And then in my wild card, I have Ottawa finishing in wild card one, and Tampa Bay sliding all the way down to wild card two. I I don't think they're gonna fall completely out of the playoffs, but this might be a reality check season for Tampa Bay, where they struggle a little bit more than what they're used to. So we got very similar projections here, with the exception of what Pittsburgh and Ottawa is yep. the, the two different ones. And I and I and I like that Ottawa pick. We talked about them a little bit, um, you know, just a little bit ago, and I, I think they can definitely take a step. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun season. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed another little bit of a longer show with these previews here. But if you stuck around to the end, thanks for listening. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed these breakdowns. Looking to, uh, you know, looking forward to getting this season started next week. Super pumped that we're going to be there. Yep. Can't wait to get to the game. Thank you to our wives again. 
Yep. Thanks to the wives. Um, I think that'll do it for today. So uh, if uh, you guys want to follow the show over on Twitter, X at Saber Spotlight, follow the show there. That's where we post a lot of the, the talking points, things that we have, uh, you know, Sabers news in between the shows and whatnot. A lot of fun interacting with people there. We've got, uh, you want to plug your Twitter here? Yeah, my, my ad is at RMC underscore 1492. And uh, what's your at? And I'm at Matt Walsh, W-A-L-S-H-P-T on Twitter. So follow us over there. Uh, if you guys want to check the show notes here for information, we'll have our email address on there. If you guys yeah, have questions, yeah. we're, we're willing to do uh, like a mailbag segment. Maybe that'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. Like what you want to want to hear us talk about. Yeah, whatever it is. So send it in. We can, you know, take some time on the pod to talk about that. Um, if you're hearing this annoying ass cricket right now, let me know. Yeah, please <laughs> send email there all or caps email just complaining about this. Cricket. Yeah. Or just DM us on Twitter and just say what the, <laughs> what the heck I waited two hours to hear you guys talk about the Sabres and all I heard was a damn cricket. But. Oh, my God, put it on a shirt. <laughs> but thanks for listening, guys, and uh, super excited to get the season started here next week. And uh, hopefully it starts off with a bang, but that is going to do it for today. Uh, everyone, we will uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, everyone. See you.